G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number 10 of the Outback Mine podcast. Grateful for you uh, joining in with me. Now I have a very special guest uh, with me today, a fellow by the name of Sam Parker. Sam Parker is a young man from the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Sam started up a, uh, an organisation a while back called Grab Life by the Balls, which is all about sort of trying to uh, promote men's well-being in his particular area, but also throughout the country. Um, Sam is a chiropractor, uh, but also uh, a father and uh, a husband and uh, like many of us uh, has had uh, trials and tribulations throughout life and he's been uh, really instrumental in getting um, men together in the Sunshine Coast area to start to talk about mental health and give uh, guys a space to be able to you know share what's going on in their lives through men's circles and also events uh, which get guys to you know feel comfortable and uh, and just start to you know open up and share their stories so Really looking forward to having a conversation with Sam and uh, and sharing that with you guys. Are you there, mate? Yeah, mate. How are you going? Thank you. Great to. I'm great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Very, uh, very grateful to have you along. And uh, yeah, look, mate. What we're doing here is where we're really trying to provide a a platform for people out there, whether they be in the city or the country, but primarily rural Australia, to be able to help them. You know, sort of understand uh, their well-being um, uh, a little bit, a little bit more effectively, and also hear stories of you know guys like yourself that have sort of walked the path in many ways, and uh, trying to sort of let uh, let let men know out there that it's okay to, uh, to to you know talk and share their feelings and emotions, and that's really how we're growing. So, mate, um, really, really pleased to have you along, and uh, I've heard lots of. Great things about what you've been doing down there. So it would be would be tremendous if you could uh, could uh, let the listeners know a bit about your life, sort of where you come from and, and where you are now. Yeah, cool. Um, well, I was still just celebrating the fact that you said young. So um, the greys are actually <laughs> coming thick and fast. I just had a, I'm cutting my hair shorter and shorter to hide the greys, but oh, it's not working. So I was just, don't, don't I was still, I was still celebrating that fact, mate. <laughs> now, um, so um, short story. Um, Grew up in southwestern New South Wales, a little town called Leeton. Yep. Um, for those that know where Wagga is, it's about an hour and 15 northwest of Wagga Wagga. Yeah. The actual birthplace of Mark Taylor, he wasn't born in Wagga, he was actually born in Leeton, that's our claim to fame. Never knew Amongst that. a few other things. There you go. There you go. Um, and um, spent most of my childhood there, started school there, uh, got to year 10 and then um, had the opportunity to go down to boarding school. Um, cricket was my uh, main driver. Uh, throughout most of my life and um, cricket led me to I knew a cricket coach that was from Hay of all places mm-hmm. and is in the middle of nowhere um, and he ended up at Caulfield Grammar so I had a couple of years down at Caulfield Grammar which was awesome and then um, stayed on in Melbourne um, had a crack at playing cricket in England and um, drinking essentially yeah, <laughs> when yeah, you go yeah. there to play cricket had, had the endless had the endless, endless summer about seven cricket seasons back to back and then um <laughs> Decided to get um, become an adult and uh, knuckled down and finished off a uni degree. Became a chiropractor and then um, landed on my feet. Ended up with um, within a great practice and a great team and a, and a well known guy within the profession up on the Sunshine Coast. And then um, in the next uh, in the next month or two, we're packing up and I'm pulling the pin and we're getting a caravan and we're <laughs> as I like to say, taking our balls on the road. So um, yeah, road. that's the really short story. Very gutsy, um, mate. Very gutsy. I think lots of uh, lots of guys out there want to do that, like just uh, pack up and tour around. And uh, it's amazing once you make that leap and say, "Yeah, I'm doing it." How easy it actually is. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of challenging at the same time, and you're packing your dacks. I think that's part of the um, sort of a Western male psyche of um, you know your your personality and who you are is dictated by how much money. And how hard you work, essentially, and um, mm. I've kind of got used to the fact that that's not my path. Yeah. And uh, I would like to do things a little bit differently, so um, just sort of chomping at the bit. When I was, it was a little bit scary. This idea came to me. Um, we're going to jump all over the place, but that's all that straight into it. During COVID, the least of our um, worries that first time round was um, the actual 
the virus itself was actually, um, you know, we we just had a uh, we got a little fella, we and we were straight into having the second kid and doing that sort of thing, and then Catherine had a miscarriage. Um, Jacko had a pretty awesome dose of um, school sores, like pretty awesome in the middle of the humidity here in about Feb, February last year. I think I was looking at the photos. And then um, not long after that, he broke his leg. And then all that time, we noticed there was uh, mould. Luckily, we were renting this place. There was mould growing in places where mould didn't want to grow. And the, mm. the people that could do stuff about it didn't want to do anything about it. So we actually had to pack up, move, put our stuff in storage. And we're pretty much homeless in the middle of COVID. And uh, that led us down to Walker to stay with my parents. And then um, that didn't quite go to plan with a little fellow who was a bit unsettled. Um, I won't say too much there. Um, but ended up having to go to Melbourne <laughs> for the first round of coronavirus. Amazing place to go for coronavirus. Yes. Um, and there's a, a little evening drive. I think we left Walker about five o'clock. So it's about a five hour drive. So Kat and Jacko fell asleep. Jacko's a little fella. And. Um, kind of driving I, I love country drives because Leighton you know it's about six hours six seven hours to Sydney five or six hours to to Melbourne depending on how you do it so kind of used to long drives and you know a couple of hours to go and play cricket wherever so sort of just enjoying the drive and it was I was like what, what am I doing why are we doing all this why am I working why am I putting so much effort into all these other things I'm not actually around for my family like what are we going to do and I was like oh we should be should caravan so it's taken taken me a, a little almost 12 months to grab grab my own balls if you like mm. and make that decision um but that's where the idea came from to travel around and then obviously if you woke up if i was you know woke up today and realized that i have a profession that i can sort of take with me anywhere and um i keep saying follow the gray nomads but then realize that i'm gray and I'm tra- i might be traveling <laughs> around as well so <laughs> i'm, <laughs> I'm in the same boat in. there <laughs> yeah and then um and then do you know have a accidentally sort of started a men's men's health charity and then um have a couple of other little um gigs as well you know it's like it's kind of prime to um take on the road and just get amongst it and and see what happens and it's funny like i'm in the process of ending as we're filming this i'm actually as we're recording this i'm actually in the practice at the moment and um you know it's just there's a lot of endings lease endings finishing in practice other paperwork to do and just sort of finishing up essentially. So it's not finding that creative spark that I usually find quite easy, but I feel like there's an untapped potential on the other side. Like I, I coach, one of the other things I do is coach entrepreneurs sort of through that early phase of a startup. I thought I'd help other people start charities, but mm. it seems to be more of a, a coaching kind of gig for other coaches essentially. Mm. And you know, you, you talk to people and they're like, I, the key question I ask them is like, what would you do tomorrow if you, you still have to get paid, but what would you do tomorrow if you could still get paid? And you can see them drop into their heart, they're fully in their body, they're in full alignment, and they, in a, in a beautiful way, give you a bunch of verbal diarrhea. They just, it just comes out of them. It's within them. They're inspired. They're on purpose. You can feel the alignment. You can feel the fire. You see them light up. <laughs> and then you ask them, okay, so how are you going to go about it? And, and then you see them come back out of their body, go into their head, go into fear and scarcity and and all these sorts of things, and um, and then talk themselves out of something that's they're in so so much alignment with. There's you know there's some fear and some other stuff that's holding them back, but then also just scared to feel that good sometimes as well. Like oh you know work's meant to be hard. It's meant to be you know you're meant to make it struggle. You know you're not meant to do anything. You know anything I do like as a passion, I've never got paid for. Like what that's a foreign concept almost. So yeah. my own journey of evolution has been working through that, and then. Uh, stepping into that a bit more and then now helping other people do that. So hopefully this story inspires a bit of that. Absolutely, mate. That's tremendous. I think every one of us has that. A lot of it gets sort of pushed down when we're young fellas and then we sort of follow the the path of uh, the education system and get spread out with... um, with doing something that we think's right because it's going to pay us well, but really deep down that uh, that emotional side of of who we really are isn't being nourished and um, uh, if we can unlock that in guys, it's going to create uh, healthier, happier men, but also a healthier, happier, happier family and a healthier, happier, happier world. I suppose at the end of the day, and it's it's, mm. it's interesting, mate. Everyone has got that that flame inside them, uh, and it's just about reigniting that. And once you do that, you, you hit it on the head by saying, "Getting out of the head and back to the heart," because that's when the human starts to open up. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something we're um, we're trying to do or trying to recognise. You know, going back to beautiful points you made. You know, essentially, no matter what path it is, whether it's a trade or a degree or 
or you just go straight into a job. You know, it's like do the get the best job you can that pays the most money. Mm. <laughs> it's essentially that. Yeah, May okay. not been explicitly said, but it's, it's kind of expected that way almost within society. There's nothing about, um, you know, make sure that, you know, you're fulfilled, you have plenty of time to hang with family and, you know, you don't have this balance. You've got this bang, you need to make money and that's, and that's your job and that's what you look like. And then you see, you know, look at suicide stats or you look at divorce stats and separation stats and all that sort of stuff there's definitely a mentality of all right well i'll go and make all this money and then everyone should be happy and it's definitely one we're not happy and then two everyone else around us isn't happy absolutely mate disengaged that's right so that's uh that's what happens it sort of makes us um uh mate that's awesome and really what i want you to do is give us a bit of an explanation about you, you obviously were a very talented cricketer and you went down to Melbourne. Uh, what was that like for you? Did you see many mental health issues with regards to guys uh, in, the, in the professional or sort of sub-professional uh, sort of cricket environment that you're in? I, uh, that's a great question, actually. No one's, no one's asked me that. Um, probably reflecting back now, I, didn't, I probably wasn't aware of it at the time. Um, you kind of get used to different mood swings with particular players or different, different things, you know, and... You know, being you being a young fella in the city, like it was pretty standard that you'd probably go out a couple of times a week, and then you go out, you know, Saturday night and that sort of thing. And you probably saw some, you know, if you look back, it was probably not great. Um, I wouldn't say dependence around alcohol, but it was definitely binge drinking and all those sorts of things was sort of commonplace. And then you probably look at, you know, alcohol is a depressant. You probably see that come out in people during the week a little bit more. Can definitely understand why performance wasn't so good, or you know, things that other things that happened. But no, specifically mental health wise, no, I never really noticed that. It wasn't until my own sort of journey, um, moving up here and becoming a dad and all those sorts of things, that was where I really started to notice it through my own experience and started to see the, um, you know, these stats that that are around. And I kind of knew the stats, and I, I kind of wanted to sort of have a make a difference within men's health. Um, but it really drove home when I became a dad, I think, and then I was like, oh, well, this is me, and I've got, you know, this piece of paper that says I'm a chiropractor, and we live on the Sunshine Coast, and we don't live too far from the beach, and, mm. you know, healthy son, beautiful wife, you know, all this sort of stuff, and yet on the inside I was I was in turmoil, and I was like, okay, well, if this is me, surely, and once I sorted my shit out, essentially, um, you, could, you can kind of see with a, a different lens of like, okay, Who's, who's bullshitting, who's kind of just overcompensating and and uh, the stats, you know, it's over, you know, it's quite a big issue. Mm. I think we can... So what did I it look we, like for you, mate? What, what, how were you feeling and, and, and how um, how did you actually acknowledge it and start to move out of it? Yeah, it was, it was challenging, hey? Like, I, um, I felt like, and that's part of, you know, how we're moving forward into this van life and stuff is... Um, you know, when Jacko was about 18 months, we hadn't slept for basically 18 months because he, he hates sleeping um, or hated <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. So we're both knackered and stressed, which is, you know, it's not great. But I, I felt like I was, I was a failure internally because, you know, we weren't doing, you know, we, we didn't have the house. Uh, we weren't going on the overseas holidays and, you know, we didn't have the four-wheel drive or we didn't have this and we didn't have that, not looking at what I actually had. Mm. And, and not actually living out of alignment with my values. Like, when I think about that, I've, look, I've looked at these things, but it's never really been true to who I am, and no wonder I've kind of fought, fought, the, fought the system, uh, probably just shadowboxing myself, as a mentor of mine would say. Um, yeah. just, just getting clear on what's important to me. And, you know, like, that doesn't sound like much when you actually talk about it, um, looking back now, but at the time, like, that was my persona. Like, I wanted to be a great... I think every guy wants to be a great dad. Mm. Um, and I felt like I wasn't living up to that and sure, you know, surely I've done all this work on myself, you know, I've got this, you know, I spent this time to get this degree and you know, why, why the fuck am I not happy? And um, when you go through that yourself and it got to the point where, and it frightened shit out of me, um, but I suppose it gave grab life by the balls, it's ballsiness, mm. it was like, okay, what would Jacko's life look like without a dad? Yeah. Did and you it's get like to that stage suicidal, mate? Hey? Did you get to that stage where you felt suicidal? Uh, I think it frightened shit out of me, actually, that question. That kind of snapped me out of it. Mm. It was like, holy shit, no way. Like, you know, by taking that and thinking about my, you know, my main purpose is to, um, you know, hang out with me mate Jacko mm. and pro- protect and provide for my family. And that, that moment scared 
like I, I shat myself literally, well not literally, but you know what I mean. And but it was also a good calling call to come back up out of that. Mm. And then and then doing that, you know, you can see where people are bullshitting. Essentially, you know, guys are really good at. I think there's one we don't we're not really um, aware of what's going for us internally. Like we're being taught to um, suck it up or push it down or whatever it is, and we're not, you know, which uh, you can't process or work through any emotions or understand what it is and be able to have that awareness around it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you start to see other guys that are, you know, you can see that they're, you know, they might be loud and boisterous, but there's something going on or they, you know, they're just not quite, you know, the larrikin, you know, but you're like, if you ask him a solid question, you might just go to pieces and things like that. Or get aggressive. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, mate, it's um, really, no, yeah, we really, don't, I don't really interesting. Oh, I was just going to say, Sam, I'm really grateful that you shared that. And uh, it's very common because you, you've followed the path. Uh, you know, you did everything that was um, socially acceptable, become a, a great cricketer and then got into uni and then sort of got out into life. But no one actually taught you how to be a husband or a father. Well, I, was, I was just still hung up that you called me a great cricketer. I don't know if I'd go that far. but <laughs> <laughs> Who, did you, who, who did you play for? Yeah, and it's funny, hey, like you can see everyone, um, you can see everyone just sort of starting to fake it, was it, you know, and it's all like, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing all this stuff? At the end of the day, like, you know, we just had a week at Agnes Water for a holiday, um, and that's how we're connected. Um, you know, like just having a week with Jacko, you could see the difference, and it's like, holy shit, Dad's around. This is awesome. He's not going anywhere. Mm. You know, he, he might be he might be doing some work or something. I like don't have all of his attention, but he's there like the whole time. He's not coming and going, and he's around, and you can just see that, mm. you know, that uh, that change and that mm. the eyes light up, and you're like, oh, this is what I'm here for. Like, I'm not mm. here to. All I'm not saying don't make money. I'm not saying do all this other stuff. But there's like there's there's definitely a balance of like. It's not so much as, as my mentor said, uh, James Greenshields. I don't know if you've had him on the show, but I know you guys are Facebook friends. I know, Graham, um, James, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he was saying, well, yeah, what else is, you know, it's not stability that Jacko needs, it's the emotional stability of actually someone who's there and who's present. And if you're going to be present travelling around Australia more than you are, you know, day to day, it's like, well, why not? Yeah, absolutely. And then if I'm, if, yeah. I, if, if I'm, and yeah, like it's all about, grab life by the balls is stepping up and, and grabbing your own pair, taking responsibility for yourself and moving forward how you want to move forward, not how everyone else wants you to move forward. Obviously, there's some slight moral things around that, but that's essentially what the essence of Grab Life by the Ball is all about. You know, tread your own path and uh, do life your way and be okay with that. You know, we're too busy caught up in all this other bullshit that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day or when we leave. What you know, half the reason that, half the, what, is, what are we leaving our kids like? You know, there's going to be even more mental and emotional stress with the amount of social media we've seen in the last decade, like what, how are we going to be, we have to be even more on it with our kids and our young ones and, and be that mentor for them and allow them to process stuff and, mm. and be the change essentially because it's not working at the moment. The stats, the stats don't lie, I don't think, and it's not working, even though they might potentially um, soften the stats due to certain things that have happened over the last 12 months, but there's, there's still plenty of shit going on. Absolutely, mate, and it's really having the awareness that uh, if you're taking the path that everyone else is, you're probably on the wrong path. So what you're doing is actually uh, you're reconnecting with yourself, reconnecting with your family, and you're sort of moving away from the, the norm, uh, which is which is a beautiful thing. But uh, I guess us having this conversation, as I've said to other people that have come on to this podcast, is helping others out there to understand that, geez, maybe, maybe if they're miserable, they can do something to make that change. And... You know, with what you're doing with your coaching, but also having having this chat with me, it's going to reach some people out there, which might help them understand that the the, the tr- traditional model of being miserable, which is really what they want, uh, because they can keep us in fear and keep selling us stuff, um, is uh, is not good for us as as humans. Yeah. We're, we're not meant to be doing that as humans. We're meant to be living. Um, you know, uh, from the heart, as you as you mentioned, primarily, but also to be able to be able to share with others and to be able to share with others is just going to create more consciousness uh, to other people out there and uh, unfortunately the education system keeps us unconscious and then we go into work and we become unconscious because we think we've got to follow the the path of having the mortgage and getting in debt and living in fear all the time and it's not a great way to be. Yeah and, and yeah you know put any organism under stress for long periods of time all 
sorts of responses come through in the name in you know in different shapes and forms most likely you know some sort of chronic you know chronic disease or or yeah. illness so yeah it's not surprising hey but yeah it's a great i think you know like that my lowest point is almost my is also one of my best points because it's the contrast of that as well and knowing that this is out of alignment this feels like shit mm. you know but they're okay so what i'm doing stuff wrong so what is it that i can do to move forward at the time it was um I remember listening to um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life um, by Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to a, a verse a day. So the Tao Te Ching's are, you know, written by Lao Tzu when, I don't know, thousands and thousands of years ago. And uh, Wayne Dyer, for those of the familiar with Wayne Dyer, he interpreted it a bit more for the modern day. So you can actually have some context about what he interprets they're saying. And I listened to a verse of that every day, got on the gratitude bandwagon, you know, and at the end of the day, it gave, gave Grab Life by the Balls a whole new insight, a whole new edge, a whole new baldiness factor. Mm. Because most of us think, and start dropping some stats, you know, uh, according to Australian Men's Health Forum, um, you know, seven out of nine suicides now. So one, it's gone up, one for men, and it's gone up one in total. So it's gone up to nine a day suicides, and it's mm. gone from six of eight to seven out of nine suicides in men every day, you know. What people think is that people should be waving their arm around, you know, but if you're drowning, you can't actually wave your arm around if you're busy trying to keep afloat. Yes, that's and, right. And, we have, we have, we have lifeguards for that too. Yeah, and they've <laughs> got to keep an eye on that. They're not looking for waving you around. They're probably looking out where you are or how far you've gone or something like that. Sam, and um, yeah, I was going to say, mate, um, you, you had a, an opportunity to be able to redirect your life at that point you could have outsourced it or you could have went back into your shell uh but you sort of looked at avenues and opportunities by by listening to people that have got some knowledge in this area to be able to give you the the, the skills and tools to be able to to move forward and, and that's I'm, I'm really you know grateful that you shared that because that's that takes some courage and, and unfortunately if we want to make changes in our life we've got to sort of step up to the plate and make it a little bit of, um i had some courage to make that change and um uh, you know, by reaching out and sort of taking life by the balls, but also taking responsibility for yourself, that actually helped you move forward. Whereas the nine guys that are committing suicide are, are really uh, at their lowest point and they're not really looking at, um, at, a, at a way to get out. So, you know, us having this conversation, someone might be listening to this and that might actually help them say, well, shit, I can do that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's research to say that 52% of those seven a day of the guys suiciding is, you know, there's more of, it's mostly a financial stress. There's, they're called situational distresses, mm-hmm. or as I like to call them, a shit by distress. Yeah. And we don't see that because a lot of it's just general life stuff, you know, finances, divorce, separation, pending legal matters, you know, it can be, you know, physical pain and all these sorts of other things that get us to that point. But if mm-hmm. there was one thing I was going to pass on to people, you know, I, I'm bastardised, I paraphrase quotes, I'm not very good at remembering, but I saw a quote along the lines of, not every athlete has a coach, but every Olympian has a coach. Yes. And I think if there's one thing, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a partner, whether it, who, it doesn't matter, male or female, what they do, if you've got that someone there that can help you, has some wisdom and experience, um, you know, you, you can stand on the shoulders of giants. They can, they can you know, got people, I've won myself, luckily enough, put myself in situations where I'm aligned with people that are aligned with what they actually say. Mm. And that's made all the difference. Like, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. And that's why I jumped into the practice that I'm in yeah. with the guys that are here, in particular Mark, who's the, who's the main partner and established the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, same with my work with James Greenshields at the moment. You know, these guys uh, embody what they talk about. They don't just spruik it just for something to, to do or say or to put out there. They're actually living this alignment. And I think, you know, and it was the same with cricket. I'd always be looking for that next level or looking to work with a coach and understanding stuff. And, you know, you, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. So you're better off having someone in your corner mm. who's, who's trodden the path or can see the path ahead of you, whether it's one or two steps or whether it's 10, it doesn't really matter. But someone there alongside you, I don't think it's weak. I don't think it's shit. I think it's about getting the best out of yourselves. And, mm. you know, if we can, the quicker we learn from our failings and the quicker we learn from others' failing, failings or what's worked well for them along the path, I think the better we can all be. Yeah, mate. I think uh, I think there's a fear in us in us all to be able to uh, step into that. Uh, we I don't know what it is, but some at some some stage in our upbringing, we actually become oh shit, you know, I can't talk to anyone or whatever. We actually become really insular, 
Uh, we don't we don't sort of express ourselves, and I believe our education primarily puts us in that state of comparison and where we sort of, uh, you know, we, we feel a little bit um, hesitant to, to actually open up and, and start to talk. And we're, we're coming at it uh, at a later later stage of life where I'd love to see you know, this sort of thing happen with a 14, 15, 16-year-old boy where they can actually understand what it's like to, to become an adult and that pathway. School doesn't sort of help you understand yourself so you can be a successful adult. It sort of puts you into this... Uh, system of uh, supporting the economy, as I've, I've mentioned many times, but um, uh, when we sort of hit the stage where you hit, uh, and I've hit as well, uh, you, you know, you, you actually like start to realise all the important things that are, that, that are coming from life, and to be able to find a, a mentor that's actually, you know, walk the same path is very valuable, because it can, it can help fast track, uh, track that for you. Mm. Well, I think, like, I love using, you know, where... We're Aussie owners, aren't we? I'm probably using a sporting example. Like, have a look at whether they're a tennis player. Not that I really watch tennis. You know, tennis players don't just have one person behind them. They have a whole team if they're quite successful. Mm. You know, they have they have a bunch of people behind them. If you're in a sporting club and all those all those guns, you know, you, you listen to commentators like Warney and stuff and all these guys, you know, Warney's coaching other guys. Mm. All these guys are passing on the information. And, but for some reason, when it comes to blokes and life, we don't have that same sort of eldership, that knowledge transfer, and or it's not as accepted as it should be. Mm. But if you're a cricketer, like you, you hear about these young cricketers coming through, I've lost cricket, so apologies if anyone finds cricket boring as fuck, but that's okay. <laughs> the point is, like, these young guys are coming through, but a lot of these young guys are either have access to or it's part of the pathway that they actually hanging out with Alan Border, they're hanging out with Shane Warne, they're hanging out with Justin Langer, they're hanging out with guys that have walked the path before, understand a bit of it, and then obviously cricket's changed. If you use cricket as an analogy for life, mm. cricket's changed with 2020 and all this sort of stuff. Life has changed with financial pressures, the busyness, social media, and all these expectations and comparisons that unfortunately come from that. Mm. You know, life's changed, but we still need that eldership. We still need that transfer. We still need someone that's trodden the path before us. And it's not always it's not always dad's job or mum's job or my wife's job to do that. Sometimes we have to go and find someone that we look up to. You know, out we've got to we pick up the baton. As soon as we reach adults, we pick up the baton and, you know, we can move forward with that or we can stay stuck in the same patterns. But, if, you know, if you want to move forward, get someone who's, who's done that before. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely, mate. And, and for some reason, uh, like, guys, we really have a reluctance to do that, you know. It's just, it took me till I was, like, almost 40 to have the courage to move into that space and say, well, look, I need to invest and actually get someone to give me a hand to, to remove the blockages. Uh, yeah. and, and we have these blockages which are usually the first thing that pop into our head in the morning and then the last thing that pop into our head at night. Yeah. You know, and it's being able to realise that, uh, that these things are signs that are actually trying to get us to grow but we're actually, like, suppressing them. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, and it's difficult. Like, these days, um, you know, it, our affliction, besides the big, the big C thing that's floating around, is the, um, you know offending someone or saying the wrong thing like I don't, you, you don't know what to say you don't know what to do no wonder guys are confused I'm not knocking any other movements um, femininity or anything like that but guys are a little bit confused as to what their role is and where they stand mm. and our events aren't necessarily so um, our events aren't about us sitting in circles and actually talking about our feelings they're actually just getting guys together just to hang out mm. and in a safe place where they can be themselves obviously again moral situations and stuff like there's no and we've done really well there's no dickheads mm. there's just a safe place for guys to hang out have a chin wag talk about the footy talk about the weather talk about something that went really good talk about all the stuff that's going shit mm. and everything else in between mm. and it's funny hey like because we're kind of I, I definitely do this i'm not sure if anyone else is like this but i've noticed a trend with a lot of guys is that we don't want to be told what to do but if you give us the opportunity we may come back in three months' time and do what you wanted us to do, but we've kind of gone and feasted out ourselves for mm. 12 months or longer. Mm. You know, like getting guys together with bacon and eggs on a Friday morning down in Moorbar is our main event. Um, is one of our biggest events within Grab Life by the Dogs. And you see these guys connect at these barbecues. They go off and they either go and learn some mentoring skills and give back to the community through um, an organisation called Marcus Mission. Mm. They either make some new friends and you see them going for coffee or going for a run or going for beer. Um, out and about outside of our events 
Or you just see them have a bloody good time. You see guys get jobs. You know, you see guys on a bit of a yo-yo. With maybe if they do have mental health issues, they go on a bit of a yo-yo. But they've got a few solid mates that they made that they wouldn't have in their life. And it goes back to um, Professor John McDonald, who's um, I think he's still at the University of Western Sydney, one of the patrons for Men's Shed Australia. Um, excellent guy, and he he talks about you know guys just need three really close mates. It's one of the best things. It's the epicenter of their health and well-being is to have three really close mates. Yeah. And that's, that's a good starter. So we, we kind of provide the first step, if you like, a safe place for guys just to hang out and be themselves. And because of that group and that relaxed atmosphere and there's no pressure, there's no selling into coaching or anything, it's all charity-based, it's all just come and be yourself, guys start to change without being told to change. Yes, Whereas that's right. if you're going into the, if you're putting the comments in the system, and I'm not knocking the system, it's just, I don't think it's marketed well to guys, is that you've got to put your hand up, you've got to say something's wrong, and you've got to come in and sort this stuff out, which is like against the, unfortunately it's against how we normally think. So no wonder there's pushback. No wonder guys don't want to get labelled or pushed into something like that because it's it's breaking through that Aussie ego, if you like. Yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. There's great things with being stoic and working through stuff yourself, but then, you know, there's always a balance, there's always a yin and yang, there's always good times and bad times for that. But if we give, a, give guys a place to feel safe and give the opportunity to let them be themselves, it seems to automatically create better health choices, if you like, yeah, or absolutely. well-being choices. Although we're eating bacon, eggs, we're having a burger and a beer, not ideal, but it starts to create a ripple effect of change. Guys are happier when they're more socially connected. And it's such an Aussie thing. We've got so busy in, in metro areas. We're so busy getting somewhere and if you ask most people, you're like, they say, oh, I'm getting there. And you're like, well, where's that? And no one has a, has a bloody answer for that. Mm, We're so right. busy, we barely have a beer with our mates, you know, our next-door neighbours. Barely know our next-door neighbours. Don't hang around and water and have a beer at the same time. You know, all those sorts of things that, you know, we, I grew up outside of Leighton and our next-door neighbour had the wool shed right next to our place. So Dad and Johnny Buller would get on the beers. I'm like, mm. yes, could be a better, you know, they could have gone for a walk or they could have had their their green shake or whatever together, but they hung around and had a good chat. Yeah. And there was some eldership of passing on some of it. Dad was absorbing all the farming stuff. We had a little hobby farm. And John John was a bit of a black sheep anyway. My daddy's definitely, and, you know, they would passing on these ideas and then Dad, you know, implement them in the farm or he'd learn stuff that way. Like that that kind of thing in society's gone. Yeah. It's, it's not there. We don't, we're all too busy getting nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right, mate. Absolutely, we're... We're running around in circles like chooks with our heads cut off uh, in many ways, but we're not actually slowing down. And I, I guess, you know, I've, 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 I haven't talked to you deeply about this, but, but my whole uh, purpose now is to try and help people learn we've got to balance, we've got to find stillness and slowness to be able to reconnect with ourselves, but also just, just settle the nervous system down. We can't have it on all the time. Uh, it's not healthy to do that. So having a beer, great. It certainly works, but being able to, to do some things that actually like calm you, so going for a walk on your own, um, you know, doing some meditation or, or yoga or whatever it may, may be, uh, you know, when you're, you're, you're batting, you're playing cricket, when you're really in the zone, that, that feeling of being in the zone can be with you every every day if you, uh, if you choose to get your mind settled, you know. Um, yeah. A lot of the athletes that I've done work with, I've helped them sort of understand to find find that mental balance is actually their real power when they're tense you can imagine when you're holding a cricket bat how all that tension's going into the bat if you're nice and relaxed or whether you're a golfer or a cricket or whatever you're actually playing ball by ball in the moment you're not thinking of the of the future too much and i could never make a hundred because i'd always had made a hundred before i even made ten you know (laughs) i was thinking about what was going to happen that night without actually like being in the moment and um and that meditative state where you are when you do feel that flow when you're in the zone can be with you if you actually like get yourself grounded in the morning before you start your day. I think it's really important to, to start to bring these things into our lives because life is so much more stimulated when your dad and than when your dad and the bloke next door were having a yak, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's totally like we're so, you know, 
I still do it a little bit, but, you know, like I'm a bit more aware of it, you know, make sure that I don't tell them in the morning. But generally speaking, you get up, you have a couple of coffees, you go to work, you do your thing, whatever that is, then you come home and then you don't want to think about work and you don't want to sort of tune in, you're tired and you kind of want to switch off, you have a few beers and, and then you do it all over again. There's no real chance to actually tune in to what's going on for you. There's no tune, you know, notice what your body's feeling or the feelings that you have around work or mm. able to express that or, you know, just to reconnect that mind and body and get them working in synchronicity, which they, yeah. they do anyway, but to actually have, be more aware of that alignment. And that's where, you know, this kind of flow stuff comes from. And I think that's a great analogy. Like, that's really tangible for people that have played sport or have an idea. And I like using lawn bowl as an example. Like, we're not trying to take it easy and take it slow and actually manoeuvre if you like as a warm bowls theory just to go slow to get it close enough to that spot that we want to get to we actually want to most of us blokes are trained to do 10 pin bowling and go smashing through everything and coming yeah. out the other side we don't actually have that time and that that touch that feel that flow that stillness of a warm bowl trying to get to the jack you know yeah. it's like it's the 10 pin bowling thing we want to charge through everything we don't know what we're charging through and usually we're running away from stuff that we don't even know what we're running away from yeah. That, that's right, mate. But uh, we cannot put the blame on on, on on our upbringing. But certainly, we we keep coming back to that because it's all about charging forward and, and not slowing down. Uh, this is what's really important to be able to give the um, the guys out there, you know, information about like actually slowing down and giving themselves time every day. Because I, I spoke about this uh, podcast a two ago. We have in what in our brain what's called the amygdala, and if we have amygdala turned on all the time it's just like the foot's on the accelerator but we're not actually taking it off the only way we can mm-hmm. take it on off is if we have a drink or we have something that actually diverts our thoughts so we've got to be able to see when our mind's at speed now uh, our mind's running off to be able to peg it back come back the gears you know we're, we're, there's no point being in sixth gear all the time it's the, the motor's going to burn out you can come back to fifth gear, fourth gear, third gear, second gear, you know, and then get back to home base. If you do that every day, then all of a sudden that calmness becomes your default setting rather than uh, uh, sixth gear. Yeah, and and yeah, and and it's funny. It's like contradictory, isn't it? That slowness or that zone feeling or that that centeredness or that presence that you bring. Like if I bring that home to the family unit when I've had a had a massive day in practice. Mm. I can be with I can be with Cat and Jacko for five minutes, but it feels like an hour. Yeah, and they feel right. that. Yes. Whereas if I come in and try and make it an hour because I feel like I need to compensate for being away for the whole time and I'm not actually present, it's actually a waste of time, you know, like yeah. it's the you actually get uh, I wouldn't say get more done, but your the energy that you bring to each situation, if you're calm and centered, it actually feels like a lot more than you would if you were trying to tick boxes and get shit done. Yeah, that's right. And for a guy, a guy, they'll get home in that state and the default setting would be to go to the shed and have a beer uh, or uh, just be on their own and just, just sink a few beers, you know. Uh, and I was, I was exactly the same, mate. So I, I, I understand that. But to be able to actually self-regulate, to be able to notice when your mind is, is, is busy, you've got the tension in the body, to be able to sort of, you know, peg that back, come back the gears before you get home so you're actually going into the place grounded rather than ungrounded because that ungrounded just creates tension they they feel it uh and then all of a sudden that can go to conflict and this is where a lot of marriages fuck up uh relationships fuck up uh, workplaces fuck up because you're you're not actually um you're not actually like aware you're not self-aware yeah yeah and not not in alignment with our values not actually on our on our purpose you know we've already we've made all these little decisions along the way which is an opportunity for us to become aware of but we add in all these layers of complexity to our life where we get to a point where that's all too much. Like it's not the, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Like most people that come to see me in practice, it's not the fact that they lifted up something wrong at that time. Yes, that was the thing that caused it, but it's the, the years of damage over time that have built up and got to this point. And the same with us, if we're not, you know, aware of our values, we're not in alignment, we're actually, we're not sure of them, so we're just doing what everyone else is doing. You know, that, that accumulation of stress builds up and then it's like no wonder you can't see any way out at a given point in time somewhere along your life it's actually it does take time like if anyone's out there it does take time like i've invested heavily in myself enough that we could have a really nice house i don't want to add it up too much but it'd be at least probably a hundred grand if i 
if I did the math mm. over the last seven years of myself, mm. I reckon. Yes, same, um, absolutely. I've, that I've, could have been, been invested in a lot of other things, but I know for me that's not what what's needed. I needed to come back come back home, if you like, and understand what's going on. And that's still taken, that still can be painful, but still, um, for those that are aware of, like, the death of the ego, my persona's died a few times, I reckon, over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And it's been a, been a peeling back process to coming back to what is really important to me and my family, what is it that um, we really need together as a unit. Mm. And, it's, and if you really answer that question, it's not so much about money, it's more about time and quality time and you know, money is not bad. I'm not saying money is bad, but you know, it's not that. It's not the only thing to focus on. You know, you can have great experiences and a, a comfortable life and things like that. But the most, the, you know, emotionally aware, stable, um, and being a, a way shower, if you like, showing the way for other people of living in alignment, living your true purpose, and and flowing with that, rather than having all this other stuff and this pressure and this expectation, comparison. Mm. You know, and that doesn't feel right. I love doing this. Um, I go to Zoo. It's called Iron Zoo. It's a body weight, low impact movement thing. It gets you absolutely cooked. It, does, it makes it sound easy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, and the whole the whole thing. One of the reasons I like it, not besides the fact of how it makes my body feel and what I've noticed with people that do it in line with other care, is um the other one is that there is no comparison. You're going as hard as you can, or you're going as well as you can with whatever you're doing, and we're all ripping in together. And that's your society where we're all ripping in together. We're all playing to our strengths and doing the best we can with what we've got. And we're all cheering each other on rather than going, oh, fuck, this person's got this, this person did that, da-da-da-da-da, I feel like I'm, you know, and this is what I did, you know. I feel like shit because I was comparing myself to other people I thought were successful, but only they appear successful outside of my values and then me trying to live that life was incongruent. So no wonder I felt like shit. Once I come back to what I want to do and be able to stand in that, which has been another process like um, cheese, James Greenshield's taken me another level with that mm-hmm. um, more recently. Um, you know, everything flows from that. Opportunity, synchronicity start to align and, and you're doing doing your thing and you're doing it really well. Like I go back to the job thing. Like we all get good at whatever job. If you chucked us in any job right now and we're unskilled in it, guaranteed over time that we get better at that job. We might even become good, we may even become excellent. But imagine doing that thing that you're fucking here on the planet for. Mm. Imagine how good, and even if it doesn't feel like it's the right thing right now and you're kind of shooting yourself, it's kind of good because that's, that's and I see that as like you're going in the right direction if you're a little bit um, scared. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of fear. If you're doing the thing that you really love, imagine how fucking good you're going to get at that. Yeah, agree, mate. <laughs> like, holy shit. Agree, holy that, that, shit. that's right. And that, that's really everyone's purpose. So I... I have, uh, I do coaching work and I always go, go to the guys and say, what is it you love doing? And they'd give me something and say, no, what is it you really love doing? And then just pick them back. Oh, I like this. Well, let's actually like create a life around that for you because the way you're going is not going to really uh, serve your purpose or, or give you, uh, give you the, the balance that you really want. I guess um, to be able to sort of have the courage to be able to say, yeah, this is what I want to do and then be able to move into it. So... Um, so that's that's really nice to hear, mate. Because when we when we go through school, you know, you go to the careers counselor, and they'll just divert you into uh, into the system, and uh, and then that sort of takes you into a into a, a pathway you may not be in aligned with. But I'd love to say to a young guy, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you really love? Let's create a life around that for you. You know, uh, so, so mm. I want to ask you, mate, um, when you went to play cricket at a high level down in Melbourne. Who was your coach and who did you play for? Um, so I played for a couple of clubs. The first one was um, the Melbourne Cricket Club. Yep. So um, Very prestigious. Uh, yes, yeah, yep. Um, so that was um, a great guy by the name of Brian Harper. So for those that are up to date with their cricket, that's Sam Harper's dad. Yep. Um, and Harper's brothers had played for Victoria uh, when I was a young tacker. He was, he was a great guy. And then I went to Campbell Magpies, had a mate playing there from school. Mm-hmm. And we had a great guy, um, still one of the, the best guys I've played career with. He was, he was a ripping guy, uh, Damien Shanahan, who had a fair bit to do with Geelong Career Club in more recent um, time and a bit with the Renegades. Yep. So um, they were the two clubs. So, so, so I was just going to say, mate, just on that, so... Paul Ruse and I sort of discussed this a bit about getting into uh, a system where you're going to be nurtured to be able to, 
to be who you are rather than just uh, expected because you're a number one batsman, you've got to perform at this level and, and whatever. And uh, to be able to, to have the compassion of a coach and to have someone that's actually like really walking the path with you can really transform you, you know. Yeah. You see that when guys like change clubs, they're, they're no good at one club, but then they go and lock up at this other club and they're, they're one of the best in the league. Like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. And it's that's that, you know, that subtle change in the environment mm-hmm. from time to time, you know, it can be just, just what you need, hey? Yeah, mate, I noticed that with the Geelong Football Club years ago in the 90s. I knew a couple of guys that went down there and they were country lads and they, they hadn't uh, done well at other clubs, but they went to Geelong and all of a sudden they're, they're really, really doing well. You know, they're playing regular senior football and they're, and they're really thriving because they're in an environment where they feel balanced and comfortable, whereas before they were probably living in the city and, and they were around people that they weren't really aligned with. Uh, and you know they had the ability to be able to get back connected with the individuals that um, that are similar to them, and, and that creates culture and be able and it's, it's, it's able to give them you know a really uh, a great platform to be able to be their best in their sporting um, uh, have their best sporting ability or sporting moments, but also to be able to um, just just be themselves again and, and when you can be yourself in the workplace or in a sporting club I think that's that's tremendous whether that's uh, being vulnerable which is you know extremely powerful as we know uh, to be able to sort of you know express how you're going uh, which can only be the, the, the well, it's really the, the most powerful plat- platform for growth and this is where Richmond sort of you know have done really well but um, to be able to have a leader in an organisation where they 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 are embodying that can can have a tremendous effect on on your life inside and outside of the uh, either the workplace or the sporting uh, arena. So it's, it's 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 really good to hear you say that you had uh, two good mentors there. Mm, well, that's always interesting. Like actually, just while you're talking about that, to compare my a bit of my cricket stuff as well as sort of me turning this practice that I'm, I mean, you know, there's like, you know, from five, five to seven chiropractors at any one time, mm. um, depending on who's here. Um, so it's quite a big practice and there's a lot to take in. I was pretty green around the edges when I first started. So I, I took bits and pieces of all the other chiropractors that are in here and tried that on. And the same in cricket as well. And I'm probably the same in life in certain aspects now obviously we're talking about it. You know, you go in and there's, there's definitely some unworthiness of not feeling good enough in certain situations, which is good, I think, sometimes, because yeah, then you challenge yourself to step up. You know, our biggest our biggest challenges can be the, the things that catapult us to the next level. You know, it's not that we're going down, it's actually for a pop to the next level. Sometimes we need the contrasting experience to realise, okay, that's not what we want, and then to step into what we do want. And sometimes that just takes time and maturity. Like we... Like with cricket, like you try and you try and become a player that's really successful. You try and model your game on someone else. Mm. And then it wasn't until later in my career that I understood um, more about my game. Like it's a funny thing because people throw this out there willy nilly, and it's kind of a you know a throwaway line sometimes. That you know all these sports people that you know they just toe the line and just say the same thing over and over again. Mm. Knowing your game is actually like knowing yourself, and the better you know yeah. yourself. The more you play to your strengths, the more you let go of your weaknesses or outsource your weaknesses, and the better that you better that you play in life, the better that you play in sport, the better that you show up as a chiropractor or whatever it is. The more that you understand your game and know yourself, the better it is. And sometimes, like it's good to have those contrasting experiences, like the footy example, of going to another club, trying to fit in with their model or trying all these other skills that aren't actually your strengths or playing a position that's not your strength, mm. and then knowing that, learning from that, getting better. But then stepping out and actually knowing your game, using your strengths a bit more and knowing what doesn't work for you yeah. can be just as powerful as well. And I think that sometimes that's maturity. Um, I'm sure there's ways to circumvent that and make that better. But sometimes, you, you know, every Australian cricketer, going back to cricket, you know, um, you know, has been dropped at some point in time. Mm. And so guys either, guys either rise up and get better or guys go back and do the same thing that they've been doing and don't change yes. or they just drop off. Yep. And the guys that go back and get better are the ones that are going to get better again because they know whatever got them to, to this point, they know they have to go to another level to get past that point. Because, you know, if you go into cricket, everyone's analysing you straight away. As soon as you make international stuff or you're on the TV, 
people are analysing you and looking for your weaknesses. So it's a, you know, sport is a great level. It's great to watch. You know, you've got to be in the zone. You've got to be mindful. You've got to be still. You've got to be in flow and you've got to turn up the same way every ball mm. or every tackle or whatever it is. You've got to be able to just be in that mindful place and, and, and forget what's happened before and forget what's happening after. But to be in that moment, I think, you know, sport's awesome for that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It, it, it is. Uh, one thing with sport that that we that we hang on to is that competitive nature, which is great in some ways, but also it can be detrimental to us because outside of sport, where we're still living that way about comparing and competing, uh, which is which is not great for our well-being. So I really find having the compassion to to counterbalance that yourself but also everything else around you is, is a great complement to to your competitive nature which is in most of us as men so you know we, we quite often find ourselves comparing uh, with others whether that be for material things or the way that others are doing stuff but really you know it took me a long time to, to move through that myself and that that took work uh, and really the only, only uh, way you can sort of move through it is through challenging yourself. So you, you use the analogy of a footballer being thrown into a different position. So instead of you're doing, you're doing the same thing the same way, try it differently or go into another way of doing it. And that can actually like help uh, unlock your weaknesses. And then when you actually understand your weaknesses, then you can start to move forward. So doing something simple like using your opposite hand uh, instead mm. of your, your normal hand is, is just a great way to be able to um, to, to find a, a small challenge which can actually help you grow. Yeah, and completely as from a neurological standpoint with the chiro, my chiro hat on, you know, that completely changes the way that your brain works by just using using a different hand, just completely changes neurology, which changes the brain, which you know, can have some great beneficial effects. Yeah, that's, mm. that's cool. Yeah, that's right. And, and when we get stuck in depression or we get stuck in anxiety and those uh, sorts of things that hamper us, I guess if we can actually start to create a diversion, which is through a challenge, then all of a sudden that, that, that cloudiness that we sort of have uh, starts to be able to, uh, to or starts to move on because we're actually not like stuck in that thought. So, you know, mm. getting back to suicide before, nine guys in Australia... Um, you know, a day or whatever it is, to be able yeah, to sort of seven out of nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's a guy that's listening this out there, mate, uh, that's feeling that way, maybe start to do things a little bit differently and just uh, give yourself some patience and time. Be kind to yourself, and then all of a sudden you'll find that that blockage that you're in will be able to hopefully be able uh, be able to be overcome because. Simple diversions and simple challenges are a great way to be able to move forward when you are feeling stuck. Yeah, and also acknowledging that, you know, there's these feelings come up and these, if you want to do it in inverted commas, these bad feelings come up when we're out of alignment and stuff isn't actually working for us. It's, it's almost like a feedback mechanism of like, okay, something we're doing isn't great. And going back to what you were talking before, what is like, what is success for you personally? How do you know you're winning at life? Like, what, what, what are you chasing? You're chasing something that you'll never achieve, that you never, you don't even know what it is. And you actually sat down and it's like, well, okay, where is it that I, where is it that I want to go? You know, like that, that sets it all up. That's an underlying question that we don't often ask. We're just too busy trying to keep up with the Joneses yeah. and tick all those boxes and think that we'll be happy. Whereas actually, having to find it for ourselves. Yeah, that's I think right. that's a really good, really good place to start. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's um, it's a journey of life, but uh, I guess by having these conversations that I've said to previous guys that have come on, it's going to help fast track people uh, that are at that stage where they're wanting to to make those changes uh, rather than have to go through and, and do a lot of that work themselves to be able to sort of be aware that um, uh, that, that 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 these things can actually happen. Um, particularly, we want to try and reduce this. Uh, this male suicide rate primarily because it's uh, it's it's really getting guys uh, by the balls because we're um, <laughs> we're not being able to you know help them when they they need the help uh, but also to be able to come to a platform like this when they are feeling a little bit vulnerable or a little bit um, uncertain to be able to listen to people like you and I speak about uh, what's going on in our lives so it might actually help them uh, to move forward in theirs. Yeah, yeah, and, and 
I think I think one of the I think one of the guys in the ABC ought to use this term, but your dick doesn't fall off when you start talking about the shit that's going on in your life. Yeah. You actually be surprised, but think about all all the shit that you don't know, want people to know about you. Guaranteed, there's been someone in the media or someone that's come through and written a book or done something like that has been through the same, if not worse, scenario than what you're currently in. So mm. it is possible to come out the other side. You're not the only one. Look at the stats around. Um, if you know the stats around suicide, around mental health, around health in general for men, you know, is, is pretty, pretty dire. So if you have actually a look around, you're not too different to anyone else. Like we see people in the office from all walks of life and generally speaking, they're, they're, everyone's different, but there are also a lot of similarities that over, mm. um, come over the top of that. And that's the same with anything that's going on, whether it's divorce or separation or some other shit that's going on in your life. Guaranteed someone's coming out the other side. Guaranteed there's another bloke in your circle or a bloke that you know has gone through the same thing or is going through the same thing or, or something like that. It's, mm. it's not just you. It's a real... Yeah, once you get your head around that, that it's not just you and that, you know, we're all perfectly imperfect, mm. you can move forward from that as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, and that's the thing. We, we are our uh, biggest critic in, in so many ways. Uh, to be able to, to move through that on a daily basis, to come back feel, to, to that feeling of home again and just be really grateful for everything that you've got going on in your life, whether you perceive it as being good or bad, because the bad usually moves on. You know, we, we, we don't sort of stay in that bad forever. I'm working with guys that have had tre- tremendous trauma in their lives, you know. Uh, we, we get stuck as guys on, on the small things that haven't gone right for us and that, that keeps us trapped. But uh, to be able to help people move through that, to understand on a daily basis that everything's okay and you get to experience a day you've never experienced before is, uh, is tremendous. So you go from that feeling of feeling low to be able to have some prosperity in your life. Uh, that, that can be a huge thing for, uh, for someone to be able to help them move forward again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and again, going back to a sport example, have a look at any sport. Someone's gone through something publicly and the media is not very supportive usually when that happens. So they've gone through all these things publicly and yet they still come out the other side. Generally speaking, they almost come out better than they did yeah. beforehand because they, you know, our biggest challenges um, can be our biggest catalyst for change and our, our most important part of our life um, if we step into it and get beyond it after we work through it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um... Sam, really grateful for the conversation. We've nearly gone through for an hour, so uh, we could certainly keep talking for another hour, but uh, we better we better move on. But, uh, mate, how can people get hold of you if they want to learn about your charity and to be able to sort of connect with yourself? Yeah, so, um, yeah, always looking for some contacts because we'll be travelling around Australia very shortly. Mm-hmm. So um, hit us up. Um, we're planning on going sort of up north and then back down into New South Wales, obviously there's a few dependent things with everything that's been going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, should be around Wagga for Christmas, and then uh, go down south, across to South Australia, we've got our mother in Warrnambool there over to Perth. So if you want us to um, drop in with Grab Life by the Balls, um, just hit us up on, um, through the website, grablifebytheballs.com.au, um, or there's the Facebook page, which we're probably better at getting back to you on, um, Grab Life by the Balls. Uh, we call the mates, the way we call ourselves the mateship movement. We've got our logo that has a couple of circles with two thumbs up, because that's how we'd like to feel. Two thumbs up, grabbing it by the balls. Mm. Um, and then the coaching stuff is, um, my other persona is, um, Sammy P. So, um, sammyp.com.au is the other, is the coaching side of things for guys that, guys and girls that want to uh, step up into their passion and actually play full out. That's where I help people through. So um, that's most of it. But, yeah, Facebook, Sam Parker, happy to add you as a friend or whatever. Um, yeah, pretty accessible. Hit me up. Always up for chat. Good stuff, mate. Uh, really grateful for our conversation, Sam. And I think we're going to do this again uh, throughout the year. I think once you're, uh, you're settled into your travels, I think we'll have another conversation on this podcast. Uh, to give people yep. an update to uh, of where you are and also to where you are with uh, with the charity and how that's sort of going for you. Um, you know, the com- content of our conversation has been, been really beautiful and uh, to be able to sort of uh, expand on that even further, I think will uh, will be very helpful to a lot of people out there. So well, let's, uh, let's tee it up for a few months' time perhaps, mate. Yeah, hopefully face-to-face, hey? And um, yeah. a shout-out to, shout to Sandy Bell for connecting us. 
Absolutely, yes, yeah, agree. So, no, very grateful for that. And that's what life's all about, mate, connections and being able to talk to like-minded people. So uh, it's a beautiful thing that we are, we've come together and we can only learn off each other and help others uh, through that. So awesome, brother. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Sweet as, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. See ya. There you go, guys. Sam Parker. Uh, very... Uh, very inspirational young fella, and uh, I shouldn't say young, but uh, he's a bit younger than me, not by much, but anyway, uh, been through quite a bit, and he's doing a lot now to be able to help uh, himself live a, a better life and live his best life, but also help others do the same through what he's doing with his charity, Grab Life by the Bulls, and he's starting to live his passion now by jumping in a caravan and going around Australia, which I'm sure almost all of us would love to do at some point in time, so, you know, Good on him for be able uh, to be able to have the courage to do so. Really tremendous, and I'm sure he's going to have a great, uh, great journey. Now, if you'd like to get hold of me, uh, my email is supportedoutbackmind.com.au. My website is www.outbackmind.com.au. If you want to follow a bit of yoga, uh, it's Aaron Schultz Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I teach a bit of yoga online. I've got uh, got a few people. Uh, um, well, quite a few people sort of coming uh, on doing classes with me pretty regularly and that's sort of helping them uh, help their bodies but also help them set themselves up for a good day and settle their minds. So it might be something that could be of interest. Uh, I know guys don't primarily think that yoga is good but it is bloody good. Oh, I never thought I'd be doing it. It's helped me a hell of a lot. So appreciate you being here, listening to uh, my conversation with Sam. If you would like to um, yeah, give some feedback on that. I'd be really grateful. And uh, yeah, try and chase up Sam uh, whenever you like just to uh, say good day. Thanks, guys. We'll have another podcast up for you soon. Cheers.